Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we learned about worrisome cases of wrongful convictions, an unsettling rise in cancer found in household pets, and mysterious radio bursts coming from deep in space. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. We're back, and this is Coast to Coast AM. We're going east of the Rockies. Chris in Delaware, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, good morning, David. Uh, before I get into my uh, time travel slash lost time incident, that that story you read about the uh, 14-year-old in Ohio, it sounds very, uh, very familiar to a movie I saw called, I think it was called Primal Fear, uh, starring Richard Gere and uh, Edward Norton. It was Edward right. Norton's, I think, very very first major film. And basically, Edward Norton's a 19-year-old accused of killing a, uh, I believe, a cardinal or archbishop of Chicago who was sexually assaulting him. And he had a split personality, and that was his defense. It's very, pretty much exactly the same thing. And he ends up getting off because it turns out the uh, split personality character who killed the uh, archbishop was the real person, and the mild mattered person was not the uh, was the uh, fake person. So right, that was an amazing movie. Edward Norton was uh, just phenomenal in that. Yeah, it really it really showed uh, how average an actor Richard Geary was. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> compared to hey, like it's Edward hard Norton. to it's hard to be an understated actor. I give I give him props for that. Yes, yes. So anyway, my story, uh, Dave. And I, I hope maybe uh, uh, there's a truck driver or two out there maybe has something familiar. And the reason I'm calling about this is because I, I believe I heard a story or a segment on uh, Coast to Coast one night about, I think, aircraft uh, flying in and out of fog. And as they leave the fog, um, they seem to be off course by, like, as much as hundreds of miles. And, 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 and the time that they were in the fog that didn't, you know, uh, make up right. for that time. That, that was a and, book called The Fog by uh, Rob McGregor and Bruce Gernon. And Bruce Gernon was a pilot who flew through that electronic fog, that time tunnel. Yeah, and that, and that's the only reason I'm bringing this up, because I'm sure in his case, as well as my case, and a lot of other drivers probably appreciate this, the night this happened, uh, just to give you some context, um, I was driving eastbound on Interstate 70 through Ohio, and there's an interchange of Interstate 77 that goes north and south, and I was going east toward that. Wide awake, I drive a brand-new truck, I uh, had plenty of sleep. Driving conditions were perfect. I could see stars in the sky and a partial moon. It was very bright. Uh, and then as I, as I got close to this interchange, there was some slight fog. But it wasn't anything too drastic. It was uh, just minor, but, you know, like a little inconvenience. that You could tell it was, wasn't permanent that you'd be driving in and out of it. But to make a long story short, the last thing I remember is approaching this interchange. And what seemed to be like exactly like maybe two or three seconds I'm out of the fog, and about two or three minutes after that, I notice the mile marker signs being different, meaning instead of being about 180, 182, 83, there were 37, 38, that you know, lower sequence. And I noticed wow. that the moon that was in front of me was now to my left. So I was obviously going south. And I pulled over right away. I pulled out my map to look at the very next exit coming up. And I was literally 15 miles south of that interchange in what seemed to be about maybe 30 seconds. 
And it really, really, really freaks me out because I consider myself a pretty sharp individual. I'm in good health, no medication. Uh, I'm on a dedicated route that I've been doing for three and a half years. I can drive it blindfolded. And for that to happen, I literally had to drive an extra couple of miles to get myself situated. I couldn't, could not believe for the life of me how far south that I had driven. And the only thing I can think of is that I, I went to a fog bank and, uh, and the rest is history. And it's always really, really bothered me, like thinking that there was something wrong with uh, my mental health or my, you know, my physical presence, whatever. Well, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about there's many people that have been having this type of experience, uh, you know, on the on the one side. Now, as a driver, you know that sometimes we drive on this muscle memory and yeah. you're so used to a pathway and you're you're it's like second nature. Like you said, you could drive it blindfolded. And in some instances, I wonder if consciousness does check out and the subconscious routine is just running in its place while your mind has wandered and it feels like no time has passed, but yet we have, and, and we've gone yeah. this route. I, I don't know. Could, do you think there's any chance that was what took well, place? It, well, that, that's what kind of concerns me a little bit, Dave, is the fact that when you, when you approach this interchange, you do have to go from like a 65, 70 miles an hour to about 50 miles an hour to slow down, to get on the southbound interchange. There's like a little bit of an elbow. I don't remember that for the life of me, and I would have. I mean, it's just natural as driving a tractor trailer. You just know to slow down. And I don't remember any aspect of that, at slowing down, turning it slightly to the right, and heading. It, it was just, like I said, it's always bothered me. And and it, it, until I heard that show uh, that you just described um, late one night, probably, I don't know when it was, probably a couple months ago, it sounded very familiar to what I experienced, and I just wanted to throw that out there. If any other truck drivers uh, uh, ever experienced something like that, it would make me feel a lot better. So, hey, Dave, have a nice night, and I appreciate all the good work you guys do there. Thank you. You know, I'll tell you really quickly before you disconnect, uh, in, in that kind of vein of these weird moments of broken consciousness, I had uh, an experience. I used to attend Winona State University, and, you know, as a college student, one tends to go drinking on an occasion. And I had a very bizarre evening. Uh, I, had, I had been drinking with uh, my buddy Tim and had thrown down quite a few shots of tequila, and we all know that's, uh, ne- that's always a recipe for disaster. But I remember being in this bar, and I was leaning against one of the high-top tables and lights out. The next thing I know, I, I wake up. I don't know how else to explain it other than I wake up and I'm out on the dance floor in the middle of a conversation with somebody. And I come to realizing, how did I get here? And I'm conscious enough and coherent enough to realize I don't even know how I got on the dance floor, how I'm dancing, and what conversation I'm having. And the the young lady I was talking with just kind of looked perplexed. And she's like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, why? And she's like, well, you didn't finish your statement, and now you look a little lost. And I was conscious and cognizant of those moments. And we went back to the table, and I blacked out again. And woke up again talking at another table to people. Somebody was driving the ship, and my consciousness was off somewhere else. I, I still, to this day, cannot wrap my head around that. And that kept happening throughout the night where it would black out and I would reawaken in a different place and with other people. I don't understand how that works. How, how you know, 
who's running and I've heard of blackout drunk, but usually then you're laying in a crumple on the floor somewhere praying to God that you'll never drink again. That wasn't the situation. I was moving about as though I had full control of my capabilities, but I have no clue who is, who is driving the ship. So, I mean, even with your example, I think there might just be times when consciousness fades and, and our subroutine kicks in and takes control. Now, something to consider. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.